Chicago. This is your new morning routine. Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Cap Jay Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. When Andy's healthy, right? When he's healthy, he's our starter. He's the one. Justin's the two. Nick's the three. Told you the last couple of weeks we've had some some good conversations internally. Um, it's it's helped us in the last couple of weeks. Continuing that process this week, it's uh, it's it's led to making the decision to move with Justin as a starter. Bring them out! Bring them out! Bring them out! Bring them out! Woo! Bring them out! 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 Okay, have I flipped occasionally in my career? Damn right. Have we I g- call it evolving. Have we gotten the quarterback position right? No. <laughs> have we gotten the quarterback situation completely right? No. no. Have we won enough games? No. no. Everything else is there. And Matt Nagy flipped. Thank goodness. We got it. You know what I'm saying? We got a quarterback, black quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm let's go, man. Yeah. I need that one, Mellor. That's a let's go, man. Yeah. So here we go. All right. So you wake up this morning. Yeah. You heard. That's how we get us a real. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No. Let's go, man. No, no. What What do you mean? <laughs> no, what, what are you saying there? Oh, you saying? Yeah, that's a black quarterback. Uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's the best. So what are you saying, Eddie Jacks? I think we understand now. So you you went to bed last night knowing that Justin Fields is indeed the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy, and we'll play the soliloquy with the media, Matt Nagy on Tuesday morning, we have our quarterback is Andy if he's healthy. That's correct. He's the one, Justin's the two, Nick's the three. It was not seven hours later. Justin, I need to see you in my office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coach, what's up? You're the starter going forward. Congratulations. You've earned it. You've worked hard for this moment. It's yours. And you're it's your job. Don't look over your shoulder. You're the guy. And Justin Fields told the media yesterday, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So you may completely disagree with me. I truly believe Matt said that because he truly believed he, that Andy Dalton gave them the best chance to win. And when he got done meeting with the media, yeah, come in, doors open. Oh, hey, Ryan, what's up? So um, I just heard your press conference. And we're getting killed by the media about what you're doing. And I'm thinking Justin probably should start moving forward. Stop the confusion in the marketplace. I think Justin should start. I, I feel Andy gives us a better chance right now. Andy's not available. Just give Justin the job. So you want me to make him the starter going forward and that's it? You know, I, we usually do this in a collaborative effort, but I'm going to put my veto power down and say... You know, it's just time. 
give the kid the day. I don't want to see us on TV anymore on this whole quarterback thing. We're looking like a bunch of a-holes out there. You do it. Put Justin in moving forward. So what you're saying is I'm looking like the a-hole, Ryan, because I'm the guy standing out there with this take. Yeah, you know, it's the entire organization. You're making us look bad. Are you You're, Ryan Pace or Jerry Krause? Both. <laughs> no, if it was, no, if it was Jerry Krause, I'd be, be having a lot of coughing. There's a difference, right? If it was Jerry Krause, uh, uh, just to let you know, uh, Phil Jackson uh, will not be the coach. Take away 82 and 0. Uh, Kaplan, uh, that's the end of that. <laughs> that's the difference. See the difference? And his mama has big hands. Yes. See the difference? All right. You remember that line? Yes. So Matt Nagy truly believed. When he said to the media Tuesday, it was no dip, duck, dodge, dive, and dip. It was not. It was not. He's not that calculating. Well, there's a lot to unpack here when it comes to this decision. As Jeff just played for us in our little mini open because he just laid it out for us, uh, there was the head coach that said that Andy Dalton's the one, and the same head coach says that Justin's going to be the starter moving forward. So the question is, what changed? And who changed Matt's mind? Was it Ryan Pace? Was it the media scrutiny? Cap and I tell you every single morning when we come in here, usually the Bears, of course, the Bears are the team that drives the bus in this city. We talk about the Bears a lot. But not only do we talk about the Bears a lot, but also Get Up and First Take and all these other shows and First Things First and all these other shows, right? They all start with the Bears because... I think everyone nationally are, is befuddled on why Justin Fields isn't the starter. And, and also the way Nagy explains it or does not explain himself. So the question is, what changed in 28, 24 hours, less than 24 hours, 48 hours, in which you had Andy with a bone bruise still as the number one, and now Justin Fields is a starter moving forward? What changed? What changed Nagy's mind? Well, I mean, it, it could be Ryan Pace, sure. But that that tells me that it's not a collaborative effort, if that's the case. Well, I think, Ryan, they, look, they have talked openly. And from what I've been told up there, those two dudes do have a great relationship. I truly believe Ryan walked in, so we got to have a conversation. Here's the upside. Here's the downside. We need to play the kid. That's funny. I thought I was the head coach. thought I had the full autonomy on the, on the roster, on what I want to do with the roster. No? We're collaborating on this, but I am your boss. Well, that's not collaboration, Cap. That is, you know, when we talk about this in the business, they, they say when a program director talks to a talent, it's a chit and not a chit-chat. Mm -hmm. You heard of that? Yeah. It's not a chit-chat. It clearly was a chit in that Ryan dictated what he wanted. I think. Because, because as we talked about, and you, what you just said, Nagy would rather, rather have Dalton out there because he trusts the starter. He Correct. trusts the veteran. Correct. But, and, and listen, that's not foreign to us. We have seen this throughout sports where a coach says, man, I just I like that guy because I know he's seen everything. He's done everything. He's been through injuries. He's gone through every he's been to him with multiple teams. He has experience that I need more so than the rookie. I don't want to feel like I've got to mold and shape this kid. I'd rather have a veteran that I don't have to necessarily talk to so much. He's already knows what to do. Foles also knows what to do. I got to put more time in with the kid. And I feel like this veteran increases my chances to keep my job and for us to win. That's the mindset for some veteran coaches. But I also think, what if I said to you this took place? I'm not saying it did. I'm just painting you a scenario that Ryan walked in. Let's have a talk. 
All right, upside of Andy, upside of Justin, downside of Andy, downside of Justin. Where are we? And Matt said, look, I'm trying to win football games here, man. I'm trying to keep my gig. I don't want George walking down the hall going, yeah, you're out. And Ryan said, I talked to George. You're not going anywhere. As long as this thing stays on the rails. Yeah. And he has a good call. Those guys have talked. David Montgomery just talked about it. Hey, man, that guy showed really good leadership in our room, blah, blah, blah. What if they said, just keep the rig on the road. We know we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. All you got to do is put that kid in the best position, be competent, and let us know that that's the future and he's truly the guy and you are not going anywhere. Because I truly believe Matt Nagy, barring Tressman-like collapse, Matt Nagy's the coach next year. And I know fans don't want to hear that. But I truly believe that. You don't find it fascinating that he was named the starter after the Detroit game? More bun franchise. Team can't get out of its own way. You decided to do that based on two games. One which was a blank show against Cleveland. And this one which was good, you know, decent. He was solid. It was just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, the, the, the distinguishing characteristic of that game is that they ran the football well. And Justin did some good things out there. But again, not a complete package like a Herbert or even what Mac Jones is doing lately, right? So don't you find it interesting that it happened after the one game? Like, for instance, say, for instance, um, Justin Fields was named the starter after he plays well against the Raiders, you know, or the Packers. Wouldn't you say that's the guy then? I mean, it is the Lions after all. Don't you find it interesting that he's named after that game? Uh, I, what, did he, what did he show there that tells you for sure he's the guy? Well, you got to remember, they're watching every snap every day in practice. And the report, Ian Rappaport had it last week, that every single practice they're seeing some wow moment going, whoa, we've never seen that in this building, ever. So I think the whole combination of the whole deal, the Matote out there, the thousand voices in his head, Matt's, he's hearing it. Like... I think when people call in a radio show, they can say they don't hear it. But when it becomes, as you like to say, the marching band in my head, Mm -hmm. when he's getting in his car every day going, Jesus Christ, it's on every freaking network. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. All right, let's do it. But I got to know, Jonathan, you want me to play that kid. I got to know you're not just looking at wins and losses. And I think he got assurance. I do. I truly believe that. I'm not telling you they put an extension in front of him. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you they said, at the end of the year, whatever the record is, if we know that that's the guy, Justin Fields is going to be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback going forward, you're good. You know what, Cap? I kind of think that Nagy has a leash anyway. Not not a a short leash, but a decent-sized leash. Mm -hmm. Here's what I mean. I really believe that George and Ted, because they look at football from a basic standpoint they look at it from a dollars and cents they look at it from an economical standpoint first Mm -hmm. then they look at the butts and seats at soldier field then they take a look at the one loss record i think they see value in the playoffs to which makes me think matt's coming back next year anyway Mm -hmm. as much as people will probably continue to ask for Nagy to be fired uh, Cap, I expect him to be here next year because he has a wiggle room of being in the playoffs the last couple of seasons they find value in that. I don't necessarily do, but I'm sure they do, right? Agreed. So that's why I believe that he's coming back anyway. 
But I, I'm just uh, I'm fascinated within the framework of our show to try to determine why this all changed. I could point the finger at Ryan Pace and said, enough of this. Let's go. I wonder how much the media scrutiny, as you talked about, all the stations, all the TVs, all the, the sports channels, NFL Live, everyone's talking about how Nagy has mishandled this quarterback situation. And what does Matt think this morning when he gets up of how he was stern, stringent? No, Andy's our one. Andy's our one. Oh, Justin's our one. What happened there? Where was the come to Jesus moment for him to decide this? In, in, in midstream, though. You look like a jackass anyway, and now more of a jackass because of this. Because you told everybody, you know, with your chest, stridently, Andy's our one. Tuesday morning. Yeah, guess not. Tuesday morning. Meller played it. Tuesday morning. When Andy's healthy, right, when he's healthy, he's our starter. He's the one. He's the one. Want me to be a little more clear, Matt? When Andy's healthy... Right when he's healthy, he's our starter. He's the one. Justin's the two. Nick's the three. Six freaking hours later, six hours. Justin, I need the coach needs to see you up in his office. Yeah, coach, what's up? And he says, "I'm surprised by this news." It wasn't like, "Yeah, I knew. I already knew." It, it, there was no doubt. No, I was surprised. I came home and told my parents they wanted to go to dinner, and celebrate. I said, "No, me and my dog Uno got to watch film. I got a game on Sunday." Thanks anyway. Bring me something home to eat. That's it. Dude, somebody went to that man. He's not that savvy. I'm just telling you. He's not. He's not dip, dodge, duck, dive, and dip. Yeah. No way. So he's doing this with gritted teeth, you think? We'll talk about that. It's a day to celebrate in Chicago. Fields is QB1 going forward. And Hoodies White Sox begin their AL DS series against the Astros in Houston this afternoon here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. Share your excitement with us. Plus, why do you think Matt changed his mind on QB1? Next. Slipper. Listening to Cap and Jay Hood at home is easier than setting your coffee maker. This picture of domestic happiness is missing something. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. What a way to start the day. Cap and Jay Hood. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. When Andy's healthy. Right when he's healthy, he's our starter. He's the one. Justin's the two. Nick's the three. Yeah, funny. I don't think so. Welcome back, Cap J Hood, rolling on ESPN One Thousand. Pour a cup of coffee. Seven twenty. Let's rock and roll. We got a new starting quarterback, and he is not on a short leash. Nope. We're ESPN One Thousand. The guy. We're ESPN One Thousand. Yes, sir. You said it. We were. Wow. What? I gave the time, not the frequency. Oh, beg your pardon. <laughs> My old frequency. That always scares me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you start doing that, John Sterling, that's the end for you. That's it. Out, Cap. You're gone. I made a mistake. Don't let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that John Sterling. Now, yeah. wh- what, did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? Yeah. When you start doing that, that'll be the end for you. That's, out, Cap. That's that, it. Retirement. That's it. <laughs> Lake House. Out. See you later. But he's not going to give you the Susan Walden, Waldman treatment. No, I will he's not. He's going to come in and just tell you what's going on here. <laughs> that's exactly Push right. Push you out of the way. I'm not going to let you just lay out there. No. 
Now, wh- what, did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? What, what did I see wrong? You only called the home run that was a single, but whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it out and be like, all right, that's enough, Cap. It's time to go. That's it. I'm not leaving. No shot. No, get out. You're out. Yeah, you, don't, you don't even know what station you're working for anymore. I'm on the radio. All right, Bob Collins, back to you. He's dead. Oh, God. <laughs> Where am I? Exactly. Cap! <laughs> when you get to that point, pal, that'll be the end. Spike, where are you? <laughs> Edit! Anyway, so we're celebrating Justin Fields being QB1, and the White Sox begin their ALDS series with the Astros. So let's uh, play this for you from Matt, and then let's get into the phone calls and get excited about what's going to go on in Houston today here on the radio mm-hmm. station. So Carmen and Yurko are going to work to one today. Okay, Twitter, give him a break. And you, you got what you want to yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. okay. leave okay. him alone. Leave Twitter 12 alone. 12.45, Waddle and Sylvia are coming in for crosstalk. Okay. And then uh, Waddle and Sylvia will take you up to the pregame show. And then Connor with the pregame and get you set. And then it's Lance Lynn on the hill, baby, against uh, Liam McHugh. You were saying about Matt Nagy. It's Liam McHugh, right? Isn't he pitching? No, it's not Liam McHugh. It is not. It's Lance McCullers. It's Lance McCullers. And it's not Colin McHugh. It is not Liam McHugh. Yeah, Colin's on the Rays. He is? He is. And Liam's not his brother. Oh, God. I did some research. So this was Matt Nagy yesterday to the media. Now, you heard again, this is Tuesday morning when he spoke to the media. When Andy's healthy, right? When he's healthy, he's our starter. He's the one. Justin's the two. Nick's the three. Okay. Six hours later, he's calling Justin Fields into his office, and then here's Wednesday morning. I told you the last couple of weeks we've had some some good conversations internally. Um, it's it's helped us in the last couple of weeks. Continuing that process this week, it's uh, it's it's led to making the decision to move with Justin as a starter. Um, you know, we've been patient with this. Uh, we've grown with him. We're proud of Justin. Uh, he's been a great teammate from the very beginning. And I think what needs to be understood is that um, from Justin's side, you know, with the injury, the, the, the plan and the process that we had going into this um, was important to understand. And, and then when Andy unfortunately got hurt with his, with his knee, that sped the process up, that sped the plan up. And so um, I've always said from the beginning to everybody in here, to our players, coaches, to, 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 to y'all when y'all ask, is that um, we'll know. And um, he's done everything to, to show us that he's ready for this opportunity. Really? Was that based on practice and the Detroit game? Collaboration. It just, again, it makes him sound silly. It makes it sound like he doesn't have full control of his roster. Now, this is, uh, apparently this is final. So that means that if Justin fails, he'll still be the quarterback. There is no looking over the shoulder. Correct. Okay. Unless there's an injury, mm-hmm. Justin's the guy. Okay. And if, God forbid, he has a, a tweak and he gets pulled and Andy Dalton throws nine touchdowns in the second half, there will not be any controversy. It's Justin's job. What makes me happy this morning, Cap, is that there is a direction. There is no Dalton, there is no Fields back and forth and the confusion in the marketplace, as I like to say, confusion with the team. Now, the, not just for me as a fan, now the team knows the direction. Because I think it's important for that locker room to know who's leading us offensively. 
right? Allen Robinson told KJM that he didn't even know who's calling the plays. Now we'll know exactly who's calling the plays in Bill Lazor and who the quarterback is. It's good to be able to have your blank straight when you're, I don't know, running a football team. Yeah, I think that matters. I was. It's funny. You were doing ABC Seven. Great appearance, by the way. Thank you. Premiering the what? Previewing the White Sox and all of that. And I'm standing there watching you, and I'm hearing Meller put the sound into our computer, mm-hmm. and I hear, you know, Matt talking about Justin Fields and Meller. What was the one cut where I went? Hold on a second. He was so effusive in his praise of Bill Lazor. You're telling me he didn't hear the entire world going, okay, this guy sounds like a complete moron when he says everything goes through me. Everything goes through me. That was in his opening statement where he, where he gives you the – you play the shorter version of it where he talks about naming Fields as the starter, and then he goes on to give Bill Lazor you know, praise. But, again, you know, it's Matt Nagy, so it's two and a half minutes of – Going through right. the whole process, and you know how it is when you listen to Matt yeah, Nagy for two and a half minutes. Yeah, the timer on my computer. Head against the wall. Opening statement: Naming Fields the starter. Two minutes and forty-two seconds. I'm not wasting everyone's time when we want to talk. Right. Just say it, guys. <laughs> things have changed. We've had some internal discussions. Yeah. We're going to move forward with Justin. He is the guy going forward. No looking back. It's amazing, Questions. isn't it? 242. Yeah. And then he's effusive. Bill Lazor's done an amazing job. Where was that on Sunday? Right. Somebody walked into that dude's office. Hey, stop with the... You're the head coach. Yes, it goes through you. Justin's going to start a quarterback. Well, as John Lester once eloquently said, at some point you get tired of getting your blank knocked into the dirt. Correct. Meaning that the media is knocking your blank in the dirt every day. Every day. Every day, Cap and I come in here and look at the NEA block, as they say on television. The number one segment. What's happening with the Bears? What's happening with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton? Why did Matt Nagy say that? At some point, you get tired of that negative press. I told you, Cap, whatever went on with Trubisky, it was never this rough. The Bears are getting killed Everywhere, NFL Network, NFL Radio, all the shows, TV and radio, are saying, what's going on with this Bears' this quarterback situation? Play the kid. And so at some point, if you are Ryan Pace or or Ted and George, you're like, dude, can we get any positive press here at all? No, because you're screwing it up as a head coach, as a person that's a spokesman of this football team. Because Matt was a, or excuse me, Mitch was a meat shield. He wasn't good. Right. C- convenient. Can't be Matt. It's got to be on Mitch. He stinks. Oh, wait a second now. Would you see that game plan for Cleveland? That ain't Mitch. He's in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. The whole deal all changed. It all shifted. Hey, man, you're going to praise Bill Lazor. You're going to you're the head coach. Be the head coach. And then, Mallard, correct me if I'm wrong, He did he not say, well, I felt more connected to all three phases than I ever have. It's amazing. No blank. Yeah. Because your head's not buried in the Denny's menu. My but goodness. Might not want to say those parts out loud. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. He ain't that smart. <laughs> uh, 312-332-3776. Let's start with Dakari in Glendale Heights. Hey, Dakari, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing, Kev? How you doing? How you doing? Turn that radio down, Dakari. Sorry about that. What's up? 
I just want to say, man, today is a good day to be a Chicago Bears fan. Like, we finally got our quarterback. But I have a question for you guys. Because I was listening to ESPN, and I think it was um, Dan Orleski, one of them earlier, earlier yesterday. They were on there, and they were talking. They were saying, even if Justin comes in and be our quarterback and he doesn't play well his first two starts, we, as the media and as the fans, we can't hold him accountable and say, well, he doesn't look ready or he isn't ready because this, these are really kind of like his preseason, his preseason games. The people like Mac Jones and all of them, they all got a lot of time with the ones doing preseason and training camp because I think Belichick and a lot of the coaches knew that they were going to go with them as their number ones instead of Nagy saying that, no, we're not going to go with Justin, we're going to go with Andy. So Justin was getting not as much reps in, um, with the ones and he was um, – and in the preseason, he wanted to get as, as many reps with the ones. So these first two games right here, I really see as like preseason games until we get into like his fifth game, then we can really tell what Justin is. What do you guys think about that? Well, I appreciate the call, Hoodie. I don't know your perspective on this. This is the big leagues, man. You played at Ohio State in Georgia. Yeah. He says, I was born for this. I'm ready. I understand what it means to be a quarterback in this town. Mm-hmm. No, this isn't a preseason game. Go out and play well. Right? You're capable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think that he is capable of doing that. I, I, it starts with me with the leadership. That's where it starts with me with Justin Fields. And then from there, just the ability to show something at the quarterback position we haven't seen in years. And that's the ability to scramble, the ability to have a strong arm. And I think that he can galvanize the team and bring it together. And so I, I, I just like the idea now moving forward that he's the guy. If the Bears are patient, I certainly will be as well because it feels new and fresh with him being the quarterback moving forward. No question about it. And we're going to hold him accountable. If he misses throws, we're going to say it. Not, well, it's his preseason. No. No, man. No, let's let's go. go. That was go time. Let's go, man. Yeah. All right, all your Bears calls next. Justin Fields is QB1, and we'll get into the White Sox-Astros matchup with Darren Jackson at 835. Be right back. Take that. Scratch your morning sports itch. This is Cap and Jay Hood. Our new morning show. On ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. Three three two three seven seven six. Shot or no shot. Every day at eight. And Darren Jackson getting us ready for White Sox and Astros at eight thirty-five. I heard Jerry greenlighted like a large group of employees and their significant other. We're paying for everything. Get him down to Houston. You know why? Because he remembers two thousand five. Yep. The good. Feeling of the White Sox win the World Series. And there's Harry Tynos. Congratulations. It's so great. You won the World Series. I got a question for you. How did the Cubs do this? <laughs> That's the best. That's still <laughs> the greatest line Jerry's ever dropped. How did the Cubs do today? How did the Cubs do today? So great. So that's why he's doing it, because he's got a good feeling for this team. And I know that he's on cloud nine because his guy, Tony La Russa, his hand-picked manager, says, you know what? I want you to win a World Series, but I want you to win it with me. Yep. Come out of retirement. Let's see what we can do. Let's do this together. Sunshine boys. Let's do it together. Let's get it on. See what happens, right? It's very cool. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Let's hear uh, your thoughts about the Bears. It's a big day, not only for the White Sox, but also for the Bears as well, because Justin Fields is QB1. Let's go to Ray and Oak Lawn. Hey, Ray, what's going on there, Cookie? Hey, hey what's going on there, Q-Ball? Uh, hey, listen, um, I personally feel like this is somebody above Nagy making these calls, and like whoever it is, I feel like it's the same guy that's been making the wrong choices for this franchise decade in, decade out. I'm all for field starting. I can't wait to see what he's got, but this hasn't been the plan that we've been hearing about. Right. You understand? Yeah. And it, it, it's like, is this Ted Phillips? Is this Ryan Pace? Is this George? Is it Virginia? Whoever it is keeps making these decisions behind the scenes, and I feel like that's why our franchise – is so messed up year in, year out. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it was Ryan. I truly do. Mm-hmm. I think he, appreciate the call, Ryan's made more than his share of mistakes. No doubt about it. Adam Shaheen in the second round when George Kittle goes in the fifth round. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky when Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are on the board. Like, there's a bunch of them. He's also made good moves. No question. Akeem Hicks gets released in New England or can't work his deal out, he ends up a bear. He's a stud. Roquan Smith, really good player. Jalen Johnson. But there's been a lot of misses. I truly believe Ryan walked in and went, okay, enough. Here's the deal. We're playing the kid. That's it. I truly believe that. And I think both those guys are going to be here unless the locker room gets lost. And I don't see that happening with Justin at the control. Yeah, I agree with you, Cap, that he's going to – that. Ryan and Matt, I believe, will be around at least next year. And again, for my whole focus is on Justin Fields' development. Mm-hmm. When Justin Fields probably gets in his groove, I'm sure that the coaching staff and Ryan won't be around. I don't, I don't necessarily see that because that's just the ebb and flow of the NFL, right? right? You just don't keep a job for 10-plus years unless you're special. Mm-hmm. So I just think that when, I, when I'm watching this, I'm excited for the future, right? Mm-hmm. But as we've documented on this show, Cap, this is not just taking on just also Rams, just average football teams. These teams that he's going to face starting on Sunday with the Raiders, it's a gauntlet. No it, it, doubt. It, it's, it's tough. So you want to know how good Justin Fields is, how he can be able to handle adversity? You're going to find out with this schedule because we got playoff teams and quality ball clubs that Justin Fields will have to face now moving forward. Move the Lions game out of the way. Raiders, wherever you think of the Raiders, Raiders, but then the Packers – and other strong teams right into Thanksgiving. It's going to be something. No question You'll about it. You'll know where he is. No question about it. Uh, back to the phones. Uh, let's get to Edwin. He's in Cicero. Hey, Edwin, what's going on there, buddy? Hey, guys, how you doing? I just had one question. I know uh, David Montgomery got hurt. Uh, why didn't we go after Todd Gurley? He's, you know, I feel like he's, he's still a good back. He's young. And in the league where, you know, a lot of teams have that, you know, two-run punch, you know, why didn't we go after this guy? You know, we're paying our quarterbacks millions. You know, Foles is in the bench getting millions. You know, Dalton's now going to be in the bench getting millions. Why can't we just go after this guy? You know, I, right. I thought he's going to cost a lot. Well, let's. Uh, There's we, a reason he's sitting at home. Well, we appreciate your phone call. Uh, obviously, I have a soft spot for Todd Gurley because he's a Georgia guy and he was part of running back you and he was tremendous. So, Jeff, I'll turn to you on this when, when it comes to Todd Gurley. I, I, I'm just going to say from a professional standpoint, 
I think that the tread on the tires wore out when he was in college. I think that that was his best. I saw him at his best as a Georgia fan. Does he have anything left at age 27? My sneaking suspicion last year, he's really a plotter at this point. He's lost the explosiveness that made him special at Georgia hoodie. If you last year, you know, he went back home for the Falcons and they decided that one year was enough. They didn't bring him back. He's been to multiple places for, you know, a workout and he's still a street free agent. He went to Baltimore. We know how desperate they've been for a running back because of all the injuries they've suffered. Baltimore decided they were bringing in everybody who's done anything in the NFL, and they decided they couldn't bring him. He wasn't good enough to bring him in. So I'd be concerned that anybody who ends up signing Gurley at this point, you're just getting a guy who is just serviceable at best. Yeah, last year he played 15 games all as a starter. His per carry average, the second worst of his career, down to three and a half yards per carry. And again, he is sitting at home in a league where you Meller hit the nail on the head. Baltimore lost J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. They lost another starter. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. And they brought in literally like you, me, and the world. Yeah. And ended up signing Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Got him in shape and got him eligible. And Latavius Murray. And Gurley came in for a workout. And Twice. did not get signed. He, he came in in the offseason to work out for Baltimore. They passed. Then they brought him in after all those injuries, and they passed. Yeah. So, so that, and, and I thought, I think I said this at the time, when he went to the Falcons, Edwin, I thought they're bringing him in because it's an attraction. People in the Atlanta market know who Todd Gurley is. It's like, okay, here's a Georgia guy playing for Atlanta. That's, I think that's the reason they threw him a bone. I, um, I think his best days were in college. Yep. And unfortunately, all that tread is gone. And after that those knee four injury. Years, yeah. That was, that was it. So, so, but but in the college he was a beast. Yep. So we'll see. Maybe he's continuing to rehab and get his body right. Maybe he will surface somewhere. Mm-hmm. But obviously, thirty-two teams, no one has him on their roster. That's correct. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll continue all these calls. Jeremy and Q and Noel and all of you. Justin Fields is QB one, and then we'll get to baseball. It's all next. No. Noel. It's Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Cap J Hood. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago. 751 rolling on. We got a hell of a day here on this station. Coming up at 10, that would be a Carmen DeFalco-John Yurkovich sighting. They'll go all the way to one, as I said. Crosstalk 1245 with Mark A. Silverman and Gregory Thomas Waddle. And then 2.30, let's get it on! It will be the White Sox and the Astros, the pregame show with Connor McKnight, right into the game broadcast on the home of the White Sox. ESPN 1000. I'd like to remind you that I'll be at Mike and Denise's in Aurora on Farnsworth Avenue from 3 to 5, brought to you by Miller Lite. Well, you have your chance to win White Sox playoff tickets and so much more. Mike and Denise's in Aurora. If you're in the area, stop on by between 3 and 5, brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold on, let me give you this. You need that. What, what's that for? Your beak's wet. <laughs> Just wet my beak. <laughs> I'm going to leave now. Uh, can you get to Aurora? 
Yes. We'll wet your beak. Yes. <laughs> I'll leave now, actually. You got it. Have fun. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the phones, and then we're going to jump into baseball with Darren Jackson. People got to be excited, man. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Bronzeville. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. What's up, y'all? Hey, uh, Kevin. What's going on, man? I'm, I went to IMS, so I, I met you a few times doing UIC basketball games. Wanted yeah. to say what's up. Yes, sir. What's up, man? And when I grow up, I'm, I'm, and when I grow up, I'm going to be your neighbor in that neighborhood. Uh, what's up, man? So, look, my main <laughs> point about this is, is that, like, because we love the Bears and we're so excited about Justin Fields, I think we're missing we're missing the point. And the problem is is Ryan Pace. You know, we're we're glad he got Fields, but he's still the problem. Years and years of drafting guys like Kevin White. And Ronis Grasso, who I believe is the worst draft pick in NFL history, like just wasting picks and I and like just bad trades. How how the how did the Bears give the the Jaguars a third round pick for Nick Foles? And they gave a fourth a fourth round pick. My that's not the point. My point is those the 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 Ravens gave those same Jaguars a fifth round pick. For Calais Campbell, so I don't I, like it's just bad move after bad move, and we're not talking about enough that Ryan Pace is the problem. Trading up to draft a guy who was going to be there, and even lower than that, no matter what the 49ers say, is just bad move after bad move. And now we're blaming Matt Nagy. You know, Cleveland was a bad game, but we're blaming Matt Nagy because they got to bring Jason Peters off a fishing boat, and he's getting beat by the Defensive Player of the Year and Miles Garrett. Like, we're not talking about Ryan Pace enough, and he has to go. He's just not a good GM. Thank you for your thoughts, Kevin. There's a lot of people that echo what you're saying. You're not a babe in the wilderness when you say that. Yes, and you're also not alone in your opinion. Excuse me? Uh, Let's go to Q on the south side. Hey, Q. Hey, Kevin. Hey, J-Hood. What's going on? What up? What's up, Q? Yeah, I I, I truly think this this is like a a Jerry uh, Jones-type decision. Uh, they got tired of being beaten up in the media because I watched ESPN, uh, NFL Network, all that, and they have been beating the crap out of the Bears. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I want to give another uh, off the subject. I understand. I know it's you know Chicago White Sox uh, thing, but where's the love for Chicago Sky? I mean, those games have been awesome. And do you think if she, uh, if Candace Parker pull off LeBron James, do you think she would be the greatest Chicago? born player to bring a championship back to Chicago. Let us uh, discuss that, Q, and we appreciate the phone call. All right. Well, well, well first of all, uh, nobody on this show watches the sky more than I do, as you well know, correct. right? And this building... By the way, thank you for the tip I bet them last night on your guidance. Always. Yes. I'll just ride them right to the championship. So I threw a little bit on the money line. A little sprinkle. And then I took the five. I'm like, mm-hmm. Wow. How am I getting five here? And mm-hmm. I got the goat, Candace? Yeah. I'm in. I mean, so, no, we will address them a lot more moving forward here, but I, I've mentioned this guy numerous times on the show, and I'm just, I'm overjoyed that they're going to the finals. Very cool. It, it's, you know why it's cool, Cap, is because of Candace Parker, the ace, right? She comes to Chicago after she was great with the Los Angeles Sparks. She comes here and makes a difference for the team. Vander Sloot, that team is, is just... Very, very good. Now they're in the finals. But they weren't good in the regular season. They were no. just average. They were banged up. But this it gives you the idea and gives you, and we talk about this all the time, getting high at the right time. Sky was high at the right time. And so I'm 
overjoyed for them being in the finals. It's a great story. It's a very cool story. And last night at the game, and they, what I was told is they bought tickets. They didn't go, hey, can I get a couple for No. We want to support you, ladies. ton of the Blackhawks players were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bulls players were there. Chance the Rapper was there. Yeah. There were some other celebs that, we want to go to the game. Yes, right. Very cool. It shows you how Candace Parker is the Pied Piper of all that, right? Correct. Because she's a star. I mean, it's more than just she's from Chicago. She went to Naperville Central. Mm-hmm. Believe that. It's not. It's more than that, Cap. It's it's about her cachet nationally. Yep. Being in L.A., also being an analyst on TNT, she is. She's awesome. She's a great player, a Hall of Famer, and she plays for our team. Outstanding. We got to get her on one day. We have to. Love to. I've had her on several times. She's a great interview. Very, yep. And very thoughtful. Uh, 312-332-3776. We've got a bunch of calls. We will get to you. And we play shot or no shot in two minutes. Take that.